0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, the top three reasons why Detroit could make the playoffs. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for The Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scott is the host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And on today's episode, guys, Scotty and I, are going to give you our top three reasons why Detroit will make the playoffs. That's three separate reasons for each of us. We don't know what each other's reasons are, so there might be some uh, overlapping. But going into, I mean, the Prospects Tournament starts on Thursday, so we figured now would be a great time to really start looking ahead and looking at the season as a whole and what to expect. Now, that would also mean tomorrow we're going to do three reasons why Detroit might not make the playoffs. Basically, best case, Worst case scenario for the season, if you really want to boil it down. Uh, Scotty, happy Wednesday.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, nice little September Wednesday here. I I just wanted to be known that in the exact time it took to play our intro video, I got up, sprinted to my fridge, grabbed my water that I forgot, and got back in time. I'm a little out of breath, but I did make it in time. And I just want to just really throw out there that athletic feat.
0: Well, we all know that you are just a machine, just an absolute unit. Yes. Without a doubt. Um, Let's hope that translates to the podcasting game as we embark on the 30 minute episode regarding our Detroit Red Wings. But Scotty, how would you like to lead us off? What is your, I guess we'll say number three reason why the Detroit Red Wings might make the playoffs this year? Sure. Well, I
1: didn't rank them. So number three, like you know, number three, but like, I, I I don't, I don't even know. I guess I could think, Mm, I don't know if I can put them in any order, but I I have a pretty like clear cut top three though. Uh, My first one is going to be the goaltending doesn't look like it has for the last two seasons. And I'm very, very aware that your, one of yours is probably in the same boat. Uh, I think if we asked anybody listening to do their three biggest reasons, I would find it very hard to believe that, to some extent, one way or another, one shape or form. Another analogy: <laughs> that goaltending would not be on their list. Uh, it's it's been something that the last several seasons has just continued to be like either pieced together at best, or just at one point in the season completely spiraled out of control. Um, and and last year was obviously kind of worst case scenario yeah. in that regards. I mean, I mean, we were talking about having one of the going into last season, you and I were like, Oh, we have, you know, not the best or anything, but like one of like the better goaltending duos like out there, like, look at this, you know, with Ned and, and the acquisition of Billy Huso and Huso was great for the first half of the season struggled in the second half. And Ned didn't even make it to like, I don't know. I don't think he even made it to Valentine's day. Like, you know, he was, done by by the early part of the calendar year so uh, I I think that I'm not even asking for you know elites like Vesna caliber goaltending I I just I think that if they can just get through the year and the two guys that we have in place (laughs) to get through the season are the guys that end the season because they they don't have any serious injuries and they're performing well enough to stay in their current roles. I think that that would go a long way. So it, it's not like, uh, you know, they need to be elite or anything, but if they can just be like, who so can have a save percentage, you know, back over 900, maybe creep up. You know, we talked about him into that, like 905, 907 range. And then uh, I mean, Reimer presumed is going to be the, the one B and the backup. And if he can be solid and revert back to where he was before this past season, then I think we're going to be in pretty good shape.
0: Well, it also helps too, that if Reimer doesn't work out that you don't have to go pick up a goalie off waivers, like you right. did last they year, depth. they have Alex Lyon down there. So there, there are options back there. And I, I do expect, especially with a better defensive core and uh, that the goaltending will be better this year. I think Philly Huso will bounce back quite a bit. I think James Reimer will re- regress to the mean, which in this case means he will go back to being about a nine, 900, 905, uh, save percentage backup goalie, one B goalie, which is solid. And I don't think now go- <laughs> it being better is great. I think that it is going to be a huge reason if the Red Wings do make a playoff, the playoffs, but it's also hard to get much worse than how it was last year, yeah, especially oh yeah. down the stretch. Um, they actually and wasn't- again like,
1: that's a testament to the team last year. Like yeah. even with the disaster, that was the goaltending. Like they were, they were not like completely out of it you know, yeah. uh, in in March even. so. But,
0: but if Billy Huso is a league average goalie around 908 save percentage and James Reimer can be like 900 to 905, you know, that's going to put them in a position where the Red Wings are going to be competitive most games. And that's desperately what they need yeah. <laughs> over how it was last season, especially at the end of the last season. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you. It actually wasn't one of my reasons. Oh, good. Um, but that's only because I knew it was going to probably be one yeah. of yours. <laughs> It's sure, gonna be it'd be awkward if we both tried to predict what each other's were gonna be, so we don't miss the <laughs> obvious options. I'll go with my uh my number three option. I guess I guess it's not ranked in particular, but uh, I'm gonna say Derek Leoned is nice. gonna be a big reason why the Red Wings are gonna make the playoffs and not necessarily alone himself, but his system. Uh, last year, a lot of the growing pains came from the fact that it was the first year in a new system for every single player on that team. So, of course, there were gonna be pains. There's going to be learning experiences. We did see the team take a step forward regardless. They went from what was it, 74 points the year before to 80 points. The power play and penalty kills did get much better. Uh, They got into that, the power plays and penalty kills in particular got into that range we were hoping, the teens range. Um, But this year, it's going to be another step forward in this team system, another defensive heavy year, a team that's trying to replicate the, the Tampa Bay Lightning styles. They want to stifle you, they want to suffocate you. And I mean, I think it's very possible that. Derrick Lalone's system could really take root, and that's why it's one of my reasons. Him, him, and his coaching staff. Is, you look at the special teams again; could take another step forward as well, especially with the added depth. Like this, is Derrick Lalone himself is going to be a major reason the Red Wings will make the playoffs if they do. No, I I, I like that. That wasn't on my list, but I
1: like it a lot. I, I think that you know the system is something that we have. System. Say that again. I said the system the system is something that we have talked about a lot over the last couple of years right like uh i I mean certainly in well (laughs) you don't need to get pre-loan anymore but like when when loan was brought in that was like the big thing it was like oh the system the system the system like we we drove that point home a a lot of other media outlets joined drove that point home like that was that was a really big talking point and you saw a lot of players. Now I don't think too many players are going to come out and like bash it if it sucks. Right. I, you know, it would have to be really bad for them to just be like, this is awful. Um, but you know, seeing them and, and hearing guys like Larkin and, and whatnot say like, yeah, like the system's really simple, but it's effective. You know, we like it. We're kind of adjusting to it. And the, it's weird that to me that the season kind of played out the way it did. Like, that's why they play the games, but like the, You know, a lot of times when you have a new system implemented, it's a slow start. And then as the season goes along, everybody gets comfortable and you pick up a little bit. The Wings got off blazing last Mm -hmm. year, right? They got up to a fantastic start early on. And then, like, reality kind of caught up with them slowly throughout the year. So I I think that a a full season of that is a a great point and uh, and and one that, you know, if, if his system is, you know, a, a, a winning caliber system, I think to your point, like the personnel is in place now where that should be
0: able to be utilized. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue on our top three individual Individual reasons why the Red Wings might make the playoffs this year. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com promo code LOCKEDON. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are uh, talking about our top three reasons why we believe the Red Wings will make the playoffs. You know, our top three biggest factors that will play into the, their situation this year if they were to make it. And, of course, like I said, that means tomorrow we'll be doing the top three reasons why they might not make the playoffs. Uh, what could go wrong? So this is a best-case situation type thing we're talking about. Uh, in segment one, we mentioned Derek alone and the improved goaltending depth. Um, Scotty is all right if I lead off segment two here, since of course, off- yeah, I was going to ask that you do, I let off one. So, so this is a little bit of a cop out and it does include one you've listed already. Um, but for me, it was depth overall. I, when I was thinking about what to talk about for the reasons why this team could make the playoffs, it was hard for me to pinpoint goaltending defense or forward depth because they all got addressed. Now, people will argue about the quality of which it was addressed, but there is no denying that at every single position, every single line, this team got deeper and this team got better thanks to the moves that Steve Eiserman made this offseason. You know, uh, the acquisition of Daniel Sprung, the acquisition of JT Comfer, obviously Alex Debrinkit. You know, on defense, you got Jeff Petrie, you got Justin Hall, again, James Reimer. Like these are all guys, Ghost Despair, like these are all guys who make the Red Wings better objectively better than they were last year. Now you can have your own thoughts and emotions to the contracts that were dealt out to these players and exactly how big of an impact you expect this team, these players to have on the team with those contracts that they have signed. But it is hard to argue with the fact that this team is now better with these players on it than they were last year. And so I think that the added depth, the added scoring, the added scoring prevention is going to go a long way to make this team a lot better. I, I, yeah, I think that's a great one. I I think that, you know, we
1: we talked so much throughout the second half of last season about just getting more scoring, right? Like we, we weren't picky. We <laughs> position <No>. didn't matter. <laughs> Type of scoring didn't matter. You know, whether it was like a gritty guy in front of the net, or whether it was a finesse, you know, shooter, or or a you know, it didn't a power shoot. Like it didn't matter, right? Like if we just they, they desperately needed someone else or more people in general that can put the puck in the back of the net. And I think that the, you know, like the Brinkett's obviously the the big ad and the easy guy, you know, with 40 goal potential on the roster now, but they, they really did raise the floor, right? Like they, they raised the scoring floor of this team, the, the ceiling we'll see. And they, they tried to raise it with, again, with, by bringing in cat, like that's, that's obviously the, the biggest reason to address that or the biggest way to address that but the 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 floor of the scoring was raised by all 16 trillion of these depth signings that the wings had this offseason and so i i completely agree i think that um you know debrink going to do debrink it things larkin we we about know what he's going to do at his peak uh, you know, pe- plenty of people have arguments about what Raymond's going to do, like the top six, the top line guys. We, we kind of know what they're going to provide scoring wise, whereas, you know, the the rest of the uh, the rest of the team in the bottom six is, you know, you need you need goals from there, too. And I think that they did a great job addressing that. So I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I that's the depth is just when you get screwed over as hard as you do every single year in the draft lottery and you know, you don't have that young guy in the system to begin with when you take over a rebuild and you have like just nothing in the cabinets, you know, you got to make do with what you got. And Steve Eisenman has done that. And he's gone out there and addressed the needs as he saw fit through free agency. It's not the ideal way, but he has done it. And we will obviously see how big of an impact these guys have. And that's why I say, if the Detroit Wings make a playoff, make the playoffs, that depth is going to be a huge reason as to why, um, That's why it's if they make the playoffs, not (laughs) Scotty. What's your second reason? Uh, My next, you know, I I was debating whether I wanted to clump like two
1: groups together and kind of cheat a little bit. But I feel pretty confident in just uh, splitting the bill and just saying one of them. I I will say that the power play alone, I was going to cheat a little bit and say special teams. Um, just because, you know, obviously they're, they're kind of talked about in the same breath and they're both important and we're trying to improve both sides and we made signings to improve both. But I, I, I'm fairly confident in the, the PK improving at least a little bit, whether it becomes, you know, like a top 10 PK unit or anything that's obviously yet to be seen, but I, I I do have faith that it's going to get better and I'm not too worried about it. The power play, not that I'm worried about it. I just think there's a lot of variance still there. And we just talked about scoring and we talked about players that are going to come in and, and address the, uh, the, the, the well, goal scoring, uh, especially on the power play. Um, but I, I think that that is, is so huge in the same conversation that we kind of just had with depth where it's like they, they did go out and, and address it and they did go out and bring in players that, uh, are supposed to help in that area and if they go out there and they put up a similar like power play production to last year, I think that they're probably going to be in a little bit of trouble. But if they take that expected leap, and again with with somebody like DeBrinket now on the team, it, it could even be a a substantial leap, right? Like you're talking about a, a group where, oh, like we expect the penalty kill to get a little bit better, the power play could be a lot better. It, it could it could really take a, a big jump forward if if everything is firing on all cylinders and you get the best version of Raymond you get the best version of DeBrinkett, you get the best version of Larkin stays healthy all year like you could be talking about a really dynamic unit and, and so uh and, and I mean even on the on the blue line right like you obviously have cider but now you have Ghost. like he's gonna be a huge power play threat as well like th- th- there's a lot of potential for this power play unit to take a big step forward and I think that if it was to take a huge leap forward, that that would probably be a really, really impactful uh, attribute to a Red Wings playoff run.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an extension of the Derek Lone conversation we were just yeah. having, too. I mean, the degree of separation between the Red Wings being a top 20, 18th on penalty kill, 17th on power play last year, uh, and being a top 10 on both of those is 2%. Right. If this power play and penalty kill can get 2% better, they will have been a top 10. Power play and only guilty, and now that's that just shows you how close knit that eighteen yeah. to ten the middle path was. Yeah. But if that can get that much better with the guys they brought in, like Daniel Sprong and Shane Ghost, despair, JT Comfer, you know, on their respective lines, and then you know a full season of Wallman and Cider, that would be hugely impactful to them making the playoffs. Like there is, this is the type of team, and that's what this is what's kind of scary about this Red Wings team, and we've talked about it a lot. Um, about and you you just mentioned it in fact too is like the ceiling versus the floor with this team there's such there's such so many new faces on this team this year that it's hard to tell where the ceiling and where the floor is at like these new faces new blood especially with the arrival of maybe a few of these highly touted prospects that would have to beat out some guys in camp absolutely I mean this team could go from an 80 point team to a 92 point team or something along that lines if everything goes according to plan. Things rarely do go uh, according to plan. Worst case scenario, you know, all of these free agent signings the Red Wings have made are exactly what people have said they are, which is middle of the pack, you know, depth signings that yeah, you filled out your team with better players, but you're, you're not, none of those players are really impactful. And so your floor is like 84 points. You really only approved just a little, but not enough to make an impactful change in the standings in the Atlantic division. So it's like, that's why this conversation, we had this conversation, Scotty last year, and it was a little bit, we could say things with a little bit more confidence because even though we were, Ultimately, slightly off base, I think we weren't completely wrong in everything that we said. The Red Wings just barely finished outside of where we wanted. In fact, they did meet some of the goals, but because this team is so fresh-looking, like you don't recognize so many of these plays, you made ten plus acquisitions. Yeah, you know it's hard to make that prediction of getting two percent better on penalty kill and power play, especially with how tough this Atlantic Division is. What that's what makes it so exciting is this team is almost an unknown commodity. This year going into it, they could be really freaking good, but they might also disappoint us. But us ever the optimists, we're leaning on the side of they're going to be really freaking good. I would
1: agree. I would totally agree. And I and I think, again, like the. The you mentioned it there, like two percent better, like that's that that seems that seems very feasible. And, and that middle of the pack is is so close in in the difference between you know like the 12th ranked and the 18th ranked or the 11th ranked and the 20th ranked right it's it's not that much of separation and uh but it goes a long way and it adds up very quickly over the course of a full season you you know you think of how many how many times you're on the power play a game right two percent more over 82 games multiple power plays a game like that's going to add up really quick so i i'm i'm I don't know, I think confident is the right word, but I'm, I'm very optimistic about uh, about the heights that this power play unit can reach. And I, and I genuinely do think that that could be like one of the biggest reasons we look back at the end of the season and go like, this is why we took the big step forward.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we return, we are going to wrap up with segment three. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down our top three individual reasons why we think the Detroit Red Wings are going to be playoff contenders this year. Scotty, I let off segment two. Your turn to bounce back, leading off segment three. You know, I I think I went back and
1: forth on this one, too. I I think that I kind of want to clump two players together. Like, it's going to sound weird, but... I think that specifically, you know, we talked in general terms about the depth and and about the goal scoring. I think the production specifically out of Lucas Raymond and Alex DeBrinket in a vacuum is going to be incredibly impactful for this hockey team. And I know that that's like kind of like picking and choosing. Like, well, I how pick- about
0: this? How about this? You pick Lucas Raymond, and I'll pick Alex DeBrinket because Alex DeBrinket was my final one. <laughs> cool, <laughs> it works great.
1: So oh. I, I think that if if I'm gonna focus on Raymond first, then I, I think that uh, that that there's when looking at the big picture outlook of this team, and, and you're looking at lines in the future. You know, you're thinking of, oh, who's where are the goals going to come two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, where are the goals going to come on the Red Wings next Stanley Cup run? I think a lot of people have penciled in Lucas Raymond to be not, you know, like a 40 goal score or anything, but like a legitimate, like maybe 30 goal potential type of player and someone that this team should be relying on to get production out of. For the future and I think we saw the the flashes in year one and we saw you know a couple of flashes a couple of hot stretches in year two for sure but we also saw the sophomore slump in year two right and so yeah I think that him going out there he put on weight again like I I don't I'm not really reading too much into like how many pounds of muscle the kid has added over the summer but like objectively that is the thing that he needs to work on and he did it so if he can be that Again, like I'm not asking for like 40 goals, but if he can be a a top six, like shoe in for the top six for this team for the foreseeable future improves that this season and takes that big step forward, even if he doesn't hit 30, if he's if he's at back at like 25 goals, even, you know, like 27 goals, like I I think that that's going to again, like that's what did he end last year with 15, 17 17 goals. that, right, that's that's double-digit improvement. Like, that's, that's 10, 12 goals that you didn't have last season. So, I think that, you know, we, we we're talking about the depth and, and we're talking about, oh, like, how much more is the new third-line left winger going to score than last year's third-line left winger, right? You know, if you can get a five- or six-goal improvement from that, that's a big deal. Lucas Raymond is not a new player and has the ability and has the potential to to add double-digit goals to where he was last season. That's crazy for an, for an in-house not even acquisition. That, that's just a a natural bump. So not having to go outside to get that big of a bump is a big deal. And so I, I think that he is one where, again, you talk about ceilings and floors. That's like my favorite thing to do here. Like Raymond is one where, the, the of all the players on the team, he maybe has the biggest gap between his, the ceiling and the floor of what he can do this year. And I think that it's going to be, you know, its the whole world is not on one man's shoulders for a playoff team, but I think that uh, his goal-scoring production is going to be very, very important if this team wants to take that step forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, and we talked about it with our, I think our season preview of Lucas Raymond, like if this team is going to take a huge step forward, like, you know, he has to become at least a 60-point player in yeah. my eyes, like consistently a 60 point player, you know, whether that be 30 goalies, 30 goalies, 30 goals, 30 assists, or 20 goals and 40 assists, like somewhere along the line, he has to become a substantial part of this offense. Um, I think he can do it. He got the 57 points in his rookie year. While I'm not putting all of my money on the fact that he gained weight this off season, but I do think that that is going to be, I think at the very minimum, that's a sign of how serious he is taking this and how he wanted to increase the what was considered the weakest part of his game, so yeah. I think that, you know, he, he, I think his floor is obviously forty-five points, which isn't bad. But from a fourth overall pick, you need him to be at least sixty points. You need him to hit the his ceiling. His ceiling could be as high as like eighty points point point per game player. But if you can find somewhere in the middle, be like a sixty point player, then that's that's going to be huge. Right now, to the other guy, Alex DeBrinket, and you know, if we were doing numbers. You know, if we were ranking these, this guy would be my number one reason, which is a little unfair. I will admit you shouldn't put all of your playoff hopes on one man. But let's say if we're being conservative, he is a 30-goal scorer with the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings last year in the 2022-2023 season. Let me filter this again just so I make sure I have I had a five-on-five. I want to make sure I get this right. Well,
1: I, I mean, I can fill. He's he, a hockey player.
0: He, um, thank you. Did you see him throw he, out the
1: first pitch of the Tiger game? I did see that. Yeah. That was good. And then they had him in the booth. They interviewed him. He seems like, a, seems like a cool kid.
0: He finished, the Red Wings finished 24th in goals four in 2022, 2023 at all strengths. 237 goals. If you are conservative and give them another 30 goals off of Alex Debrink's stick, I say conservative because you would hope he gets to 40, but if you're being conservative and he gets to 30, that gets him to 267. That would bump them up to 14th. That put them a top half of the league in goals four. Right. That gives them the same amount of goals four as the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights. Right. Vegas Golden Knights. There, they had all of their offense spread out, and they played good defense. They didn't have a lot of really high point scores. Jack Eichel would have absolutely dominated if he had a full season. If you look at what he did in the games he did play, he was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I you're hope, saying if you prorated it? If you prorated it. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Alex it. absolutely if. If if Alex it can be a thirty goal scorer, this team becomes a top half of the league scoring team. If he can hit forty again, he hits that ceiling. You add another ten to get him to two, get the Red Wings to two seventy seven. That puts them at tenth um, in the league, just ahead of the Colorado Avalanche.
1: Right, and so, then again, like and, and then back to the like my point as well. And then if you add ten to twelve goals from Raymond. Right. Like that's two players like that, <laughs> That's that's two players that you're talking about. You know, you're talking about a, a adding a, a boatload of goals there and and them the Red Wings flying up the rank. And, and it just goes to
0: show how important it is to have guys like top end level guys. The yeah. depth is just as important, like but you need a lot of depth where really you need like two or three top level guys, to, you know, by comparison. So having Alex Dabrinka and Lucas Raymond, you know, take that for Lucas Raymond, take that step forward back towards being like what he can be at a ceiling. And Alex Debrinka a step back towards where he was when he played with the Chicago Blackhawks, will just where the, the depth could like elevate you just above the normal, the mean, the average. These two guys can skyrocket you towards the top. So that's why, I mean, I don't think we're off base by saying like these guys might be the biggest two reasons this team could make the playoffs. But again, like none of these things we listed are guarantees. Like this is a subjective conjecture episode that we're doing because again, we're not fortune tellers. And next, tomorrow's episode too, which will might be a little bit of a downer because we're going to do the top three reasons for each of us why they well, might not make to the, do the playoffs. Both. You know, yeah. I got, and, and you know, the truth probably lies
1: somewhere in the middle. By the, by the end of the season, we'll probably look back and go, oh, like, you know, two of the two of the things that on the best case scenario side happened and two of the things on the worst case you know scenario side happened and and, and whatnot but and they won the Stanley Cup. Right. And and <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but no I, I, I agree with you. I mean to bring it you brought him in for a reason. You you the, the biggest need this team had above goaltending above depth above anything was an elite high end goal scorer. You extended him immediately. You have put your faith and put your money where your mouth is in this guy being the high-end goal scorer that you need for years to come. And if in year one, he falls short of what is expected of him in that area, that's going to be a big letdown for obviously the fan base, but it's also going to be a, uh, a lot of production that we are penciling in again as like the the when you, when you just looked at the goal rankings and, and where the wings fell, and whatnot like we're pencilling in, him him in for a certain amount of goals and and we're raising the wings a certain amount of places because of him alone. <laughs> and so if if he wasn't to you know uh, produce that, That would obviously be a lot of goals that we are no longer going to get that we are planning on getting. And that would mean that the team would underperform expectations. So, definitely a very, very big deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you got to also remember the Red Wings didn't lose a lot of offense in the offseason. Right. Obviously, you traded away Dominic Kubelik, who I think had, what, 20 goals, trying to remember off the the cuff, which, you know, is not,
1: I think exactly 20,
0: is not a non substantial amount of goals. But if Debrinkit and Lucas Raymond themselves can just, you know, be what we need them to be in this best case scenario. That'll offset whatever we lost from Dominic Kubelik. Cause Kubelik should have never been in a position, you know, to score that many goals. It just goes to prove how much the offense struggled right. last year. I'm happy that he didn't. I loved him when he was here, not trying to throw shit at Dominic Kubelik, but no, know, but realistically, he's a third or fourth line guy.
1: Yeah. Dominic Kubelik should not be one of your highest goal scores on your team. If you're going to be good, like that's just objectively true. That's the dog forever. But like, you know, and you might've
0: replaced it you know, with Daniel Sprong's 20 goals. So,
1: right. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I I agree with you. And and that's why I wanted to clump them together so bad because I, I just, the, the variance in how much different this offense looks when those two are going to be at their peak versus when those two are at their floor is substantial.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Scotty, that about does it with my thoughts for today. Uh, you got anything else?
1: I don't think so, man. We go ball. Lions. How about them Lions, baby? Yeah,
0: we didn't get a chance to talk about them because I was in Cancun all weekend. So,
1: How about them Lions?
0: Yeah, it's a great feeling. Now if they can just uh, have Seattle come to town and absolutely put a stomp on them, that'll really get the confidence going. I think so.
1: I can't wait to see how
0: uh, how loud Ford Field is. I'm, That's I'm going to be crazy. I'm so excited to watch that game. What am I doing? I hope I'm home to watch that. I got to go up north to get the boat out of the water help my grandparents out this weekend so nice hopefully i'll be home on sunday to watch that football Get in the game. boat out of the
1: water past labor day man you're uh you're a bold man a bold man
0: <laughs> um <laughs> oh, so true you said it not me it was sitting right there i couldn't resist yeah low hanging for sure all right man we'll talk to you uh tomorrow we gotta yeah. do Last week at three a week, we're gonna backload it for you guys. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, for and... us, we basically just took the first
1: two days off, so that now we're just on every day again <laughs> from
0: yeah. here on out. That's
1: pretty much where we're at. So yeah, man, next week back to uh, back to the old five days a week, which uh, means hockey's in the air. So pump prospects, prospect's tourney this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the the beacon, like the bat symbol. Bat uh, symbol?
0: Like, you mean bat sig- signal?
1: Signal the bat signal. For, like hockey's back
0: hell yeah baby all right well we will talk to you guys tomorrow then same time same place it's your team every day every day are you gonna play this- i almost forgot to play it that was crazy